Good morning, Holly Creek. This is Syl Stemmen for and Sandy Washington uh, for Wanderings this morning. And we welcome you to Wanderings. And Sandy, are you here? I am with laryngitis, so I'm going to be quite quiet. Well, don't be quiet the whole time. But we're very happy to welcome uh, Olivia Mayer here all the way from our main office. So, Olivia, thank you so much for being with us today. We have a lot of questions for you, and I know you've got good answers. But first of all, I, I know this is a question you've answered for me, and, and I know the answer, but I want to ask you again, how do you get so good at asking for money? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. Yes, I'm the Director of Donor Relations, um, which... Shorthand means the fundraising part for the organization. I like to say that my job is to inspire generosity and support for things that are important here at Holly Creek and at Christian Living Communities. And it really isn't about the money. So, and I think once you <laughs> once you get that in mind, that really helps. It's not about asking for money. It's about asking for impact and making a difference. And I have to say, I was in a meeting this morning, and we were talking about some of the things that donations have enabled to happen. And it really is amazing the difference that that kind of support makes, even little things that, that are very impactful. So when you focus on that, it, it's not that difficult. So Well, and, and I know that it's a necessary thing, and, and some people are very gifted in telling us what money does to get to what people need for education, for living, for, but it has to be inspired. And you have this wonderful gift of inspiring what we can do with our money and with our gifts so that they help. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I it's appreciate that. It's a very that. important job. It is, and it's a very rewarding position to be in, again, when you look at the impact. You know, uh, I know many people have been approached but what are some of the things from the past that have benefited Holly Creek and individuals here that you can tell us their donations have been used? Yes, yes. Um, there are lots of stories of how donations have made a difference here at Holly Creek and throughout the organization. Um, it's a matter of just kind of just launching into them. So I'll start with one of my favorites here at Holly Creek, and that was... Um, helping the Spiritual Welfare Committee establish the quiet waters. And that was an idea that came from residents, this need to have a quiet space for reflection. And it was something that residents wanted to, to accomplish. And redoing one of the lounges to make it a, a special area. And it was about a $50,000 project. It was a big project, and it is beautiful. And it's kind of out of the way, which is necessary, so it doesn't get a lot of traffic, and I don't know how often, but I think as I've walked by several times, there are people very quiet in there. It is very relaxing and very calming. Yeah. It's, it was a wonderful addition to Holly Creek, and all funded through donations. So there were a lot of people that, that saw the need again and really responded to that, and and the impact, I think, has been wonderful to have that there. Are there some people that donate on a regular basis to um, something that will enhance 
living here at, at uh, Holly Creek? Yeah, we, we have folks that give in on many different ways. We have people that give periodically, um, like uh, every quarter. We have some people that give monthly. We've had people mm -hmm. that one way that folks have given in the past is you can actually make it part of your bill that oh. you can indicate. You can talk to Christy, and she can add... Um, you know, up to you if you want to add a little bit to your monthly bills. There are people that give that way. There are people that like to write checks. There are people that like to go online. And then one of the most impactful gifts are people that like to um, leave a legacy. So as part of their will or bequest that they've left gifts to Holly Creek, you can even do that through your entrance fee. So when you put down the deposit, you can actually indicate that you'd want some of that deposit to benefit Holly Creek as your legacy. And then after you've lived here for a while, you see what things are needed and you appreciate your being here. And then you can also add something to... I'm, I'm wondering, I'm curious about the, I don't know what it's called, the glass little pieces that are hanging out in the... Oh, right, the river of life. That's what it is. Okay. Is that something that uh, is continuous with? It has been, but to be honest, it, the sculpture when we started it was initially a way to recognize people that had made donations to benefit Holly Creek or Christian living communities. And we've actually kind of filled up the space oh. through the gifts that we've received. But that was a way that we kind of recognized um, folks that had done that. So it's probably something we should explore again is how we can continue to recognize people. That would people. be nice. I've also seen uh, names on bricks out in the um, South Building Courtyard. Yeah, and that was pre- me joining the organization, and I've been here 14 years. Uh, that was a little fundraiser that they had at one time, I believe, when they added the snoozle room or the uh, something in the suites, like a quiet space for residents um, that needed to get away, primarily residents, I think, that, that um, had some dementia and needed a quiet room. And that was the fundraising for that, I believe, way back when, when we used to do more specific fundraisers, which we still do on occasion. So. I've never heard of the snoozle room. I think it's called the snoozle. Is that still in existence? I'm not sure that it is still being utilized. It's um, a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, tell us about the employee fund. Yeah, I'd like to talk about that. Yeah, I, I have to say when I reflect on my 14 years with the organization, probably one of the things I'm most proud of and have most enjoyed is, is being a liaison between people that want to support our staff, our team members. And um, one thing, it's sometimes a little confusing, there's the employee appreciation fund that a lot of you are familiar with that's... I look at that, it's like a tip fund. As we're not allowed to tip here at Holly Creek, that's the way we do that. I'm not involved with that. With that. Okay. that is, our, our accountants have said that's really not considered a donation. It's not tax deductible. And I work on the tax deductible end of gifts. So what we have done, though, is come up with some wonderful ways to support team members. A couple of those are the employee scholarship fund, which is tax deductible. And that provides tuition assistance for team members here at Holly Creek and throughout the organization in our owned communities. Some of you may have heard of the legacy communities. Those are th our three original communities, Claremont Park, Sovereign Glen, and Holly Creek. And then we have three additional assisted living communities 
that are part of CLC, and that's Dayspring Villa, which is a primarily Medicaid community up in near Sloan's Lake, 85% oh. Medicaid residents. And then Capella of Pueblo West, which is about 50% Medicaid down in Pueblo West. And then Capella of Grand Junction, which is assisted living and memory care. And those are owned by CLC. And the team members there are eligible for scholarships as well. Although I will say probably 80% of the tuition assistance we give out is to those legacy community team members. And um, those scholarships enable our team members to have a chance to grow their careers. Often they're CNAs that are working in the suites, certified nursing assistants that are wanting to maybe become uh, registered nurses or LPNs going to nursing. We also provide for our maintenance team the ability to get certification in HVAC, which is heating and air conditioning. And our own Daniel is one of those success stories. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel used to work for Claremont Park years and years ago. And then he was gone for a while and he came back. And he wanted to grow his career by getting some certification in that area. And through the t tuition assistance program, was able to get certified. Well, now, did he know about that program ahead, or is it suggested to the employee? And how do they go about obtaining that? Yeah, we we try to make them aware when they when they come that we have this opportunity for tuition assistance, and I believe even it's on our careers page on the website. And then a lot of the managers really let their team members know. And actually, this is where. You, residents can have an important role oh. if you hear of team members that are interested in getting additional education and furthering their education please mention to them the opportunity for the scholarship program it's it's kind of handled through our hr but um, getting the word out is so vital and so important yeah, so. it's good that we know about this yeah as you, residents right i will say it is for our clc team members it is not for our dining staff mm -hmm. they yes. are employed by duet they are not christian living community employees so they're not eligible but your environmental services folks your maintenance anybody otherwise is is eligible and we've had so many that have gone through the program that's a fantastic program. Is there a separate one that's for critical needs? Yes. In addition, we also have the Critical Needs Fund, and that helps team members that are facing an unexpected financial situation. Um, we had this prior to the pandemic, but it really came in to, to be utilized quite a bit during the pandemic. So it was situations where maybe there spouse or somebody in their family was laid off and they can no longer really have the income and then they were facing how to um, during the pandemic frankly how to put groceries on the table so they could apply to get a thousand dollars through the critical needs fund to help them out for emergency situations it's helped with tires uh, auto repairs um, folks that have had to move because their rent has increased so they've had to find a new place to live well, when you do that, you've got to put in first month's rent, last month's rent. That's quite a bit of money that you've got to put up front that a lot of folks just frankly don't don't have. So the critical needs fund is able to provide them up to $1,000 to help with those kind of situations. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it, it's been tremendous. It's really, it's really helped a lot of people. Well, that really would endear someone to Holly Creek <laughs> to have that if needed emergency fund right there for them yeah it's wonderful yeah, and, it's I, and I think that's 
that's one of the things that's been so rewarding again is we've been able to live out our values of mm-hmm. we care and and we celebrate through some of these things that really makes our associates and our staff feel a part which they are well, it's good for all of us to know that this is there i mean we want to treat our employees with respect and and help absolutely try to keep them here and mm-hmm. and uh, of course when they have an opportunity to go to higher education or something we're happy for that too but mm-hmm. while they're here it's this wonderful and they all thing. seem to be such happy people yeah they do don't they yeah. and I, l- I love to use my spanish with a lot of the staff oh that's <laughs> great and then that kind of support enriches the whole community right by having those team members here and having them stay here then those relationships with residents are improved and are so special so that's why it's a real important part of supporting residents well and i I think it's fun that they know our names (laughs) you know i think they they call you by your first name sometimes and it makes you feel like you know you're part of this big family here that we have. One of the things that most impressed me when I came to Holly Creek six years ago was the staff talking to them. And then I also spoke to several residents. And that that did it for me. Yeah. Well, Ruby, you get around a little bit here at Holly Creek. You have an office. Where is that? I have an office on the second floor in the north building. It actually says human resources outside the door. And I'm typically here on Tuesdays. And I'm here in case people have questions, want to meet. If someone's interested in some of these things and would like more information, I'm I'm here for that. Um, my role is, as I said, as a liaison to really connect people with where their passion is in terms of making a difference. Um, and, you know, that that can be in general or it can be pretty specific. I've had residents that wanted to have help us have new chairs outside of the elevators because they thought it was important that there were chairs there for people to rest if they needed. And that is very important. Right. Yeah. And we were able to do that. Um, I've worked with the Cottager Music Committee mm. to get funding for those concerts, which are wonderful. That's another thing that's been great here at Holly Creek. Donations most recently are making a difference here at Holly Creek and that um, we're redoing the wood shop in terms of adding some more equipment and taking care of some of the dust, getting rid of some of the dust so that it's more usable. And again, that's been accomplished through donations. That'll be wonderful because many, many men are really interested in woodworking and have talents along that line. Exactly. They kind of enjoy getting together once in a while. Whoever's there, they can talk to. But it's a great idea to have them have more space or more equipment. Also, Jim, the Jim Ryan is doing is working with that. Maybe with Dave Vitale. Uh huh. Sure, but I think the cup. Well, that is great news. Mm-hmm. And also the South Courtyard. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah. And, and how it's transition from a right that was another space that some people were interested in having transition Um, it wasn't very usable when it was a putting green but we've been able through donations to completely redo that space and make it a more beautiful welcoming space that I think a lot of residents are going to be able to enjoy tell us how you handled that transition from the the former um, the golf putting area yeah, I th- think you handled it 
really pretty well. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So it, it have it, to be very tactful. <laughs> yeah. It, so the the space was originally named for one of our our former residents, Frank and Sylvia Velzen, mm-hmm. and some folks may have known the Velzens. Um, Frank was involved with the organization for a long time, and so we talked to the family to make sure that was something. As the Velsons are no longer with us, we mm-hmm. talked to the family, their daughter, to make sure that was something they were comfortable with as well. Mm-hmm. So we we try to to really be honoring of both what uh, a donor wants to do, but also you know how that impacts things that maybe have been here for a while. And the current and there there is a plaque or something in in thankfulness to right the Velson family to the Velson family. Yes, um, the Velsons not only lived here, but Again, he had such a huge heart for the organization that when Frank passed, he left a sizable bequest for mm-hmm. Christian living communities that's still in helping us today and enabling us to do some of these things. That's a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. turned out just great. It yeah. really has. Now, it, people may not find you in your office because you like to visit around. <laughs> <laughs> You've visited several committees and things that are happening and... Tell us what, what all you've seen here. Yeah. One of the best ways to really find out about the needs in a community is to kind of wander around and see what's going on. So when I'm here on Tuesdays, I typically attend the morning meeting of leadership called the stand-up meeting mm. to kind of get in a feel from the community what type of needs there might be out there. And then I do try to participate in some of the resident-led um, activities like the writing group I've attended. I think I've attempted ch- some of the ch- um, chaplain presentations as well, uh, either Bible study or some of the lecture series that they've done. Try to attend the Peak View Review, and, and I also was very honored to be able to present to the men's breakfast a little bit about philanthropy here and the difference it makes. Oh, you Olivia, do, you have do you get ever around. spoken to the hospitality committee? I have not spoken to the hospitality committee, at least not recently, and I would love the opportunity to do that as well because really, again, residents are our best source to let other residents know about some of these opportunities. I'm one person, Mm -hmm. and I don't get to meet everybody or sit down and talk to everybody. So it's wonderful if residents can share this kind of information with other residents. Or if you hear of somebody that might be interested in something, let me know. I'm happy to talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not asking you to ask anybody to ask for money, certainly. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but if you know someone that might be interested in more information, I'm always happy to meet with them. Just let me know. When you've had something to do with the Connections Committee and the Elder Garden Yes, yes, that was, again, funded through donations. The Connections Committee came about from a gift from a family. Um, there was this idea to, to start the Connections Committee, and the way they did it was through this nice donation that this family did in honor of their mom who had lived here. And when she passed, they wanted to do something meaningful. And so we were able to establish the Connections Committee through that. And we've continued to receive donations for that. And then, yes, over in the suites, we have what's called an Elder Grow. It's a, a mobile indoor garden that was made possible through donations. So there's lots of little touches throughout the all, community. All over. And the garden is going to be changed in some way. There, the um, 
Yes, we're the name of that garden. Well, we're looking. Our next big project here at Holly Creek is redoing the Suites Courtyard. In other words, the garden over at the Suites that serves both assisted living and uh, the memory, the memory neighborhood. And we're looking to make that more hospitable. Right now, to be honest, it gets pretty hot in the summer. There's not a lot of shade. So we're looking to add shade and reconfigure it slightly so that it's just more welcoming and more usable. That's a good idea. Yeah. So that's our next big project. Well, there's been a lot going on. But now, Olivia, I think we've heard so much about what you do. Uh, how did you How did you get interested in this field? What's, what is your background? Tell us where you began and how you moved sure from yeah. there to here yeah um, this is actually a second career for me uh, my background is in journalism I went to the University of Missouri and I'm from Tennessee originally and graduated from the University of Missouri in journalism school and there's a few Mizzou folks here and mm. I've gotten together with a few of them which has been really fun and after doing that for many years, working in newspapers and as a freelance writer, um, writing everything from articles I did write for Ladies Home Journal before and the Rocky and local magazines, um, I wanted to transition to something that took some of those skills but in a different way. And so I went into development work and helped out at my son's high school for a little bit and said, oh, I really like this, and then had an opportunity here at Christian Living Communities. And I was actually introduced to CLC first through Holly Creek. Um, I initially applied for the volunteer coordinator position, which was part-time, but then as I was interviewing, they made it full-time. And at that time, I wasn't interested in full-time work because my kids were still young. I have a son and a daughter. Now my daughter has her own family. <laughs> so, yeah, and I have a two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter and and a 30-year-old son who used to work here at Holly Creek. So What did he do? He actually worked in dining for oh. when he was in high school, and he was often the host on Sundays for the, the Sunday meal. And, and I think there are mm -hmm. still a few residents that actually remember him. So his name was Peyton. Oh, what so did say? Do, yeah. do they live nearby? My daughter, fortunately, does. She and her family are close by. My son's in Chicago. So, yeah, so I transitioned into fundraising, and it's it's been a wonderful fit. Yeah, when that didn't work out, when that was a full-time position, I backed away from being volunteer coordinator here at Holly Creek, and then this opportunity came in for well, fundraising. Who got that position? That position then went to Kitty. So that's <laughs> okay. when Kitty was hired. So it actually worked out great because Kitty was wonderful here at Holly Creek those well, many she years. she took the full-time. She took the full-time position, and, and she was great, so... Well, I'm glad, though, you stuck with us. I mean, yeah. you did. <laughs> I, I will say I was impressed from that moment of interviewing for that position. I was just really impressed. Everybody was so friendly here at Holly Creek. That's, my interview was actually here at Holly Creek, and all the residents were friendly, all the team members were friendly, and there was just something special you could sense walking into this place. And when this opportunity came up for a part-time position, I said, wow, that was a great place. I'd love to be a part of that. So, I've heard that time and time again. I was on the hospitality committee for four years here, and uh, I would talk to a lot of the new residents, and I would ask them, why, do you, why did you choose Holly Creek? And it was always the warmth and the friendly people and the wonderful staff. Time and time again, it was that warmth that drew them to Holly Creek. Yeah. And I think even before you experienced that, the 
architecture of the entrance space is just beautiful, and people often feel good about that. It's just a nice way to come into a building. And keeping it up with this new renovation has <laughs> been wonderful, too. Now, tell us about your husband. What does he do? Yeah. I met my husband when I was in Missouri, He and we came to Colorado 26, it'll be 26 years ago. He is the Director of Communications for the National Conference of State Legislatures, which is an association that's headquartered here in Denver, and then they have a satellite office in Washington. And he had been with the state of Missouri as their communications director for the House there for 15 years, and that's how we met. And so then we made this opportunity came up. Originally, it was going to be in D.C., and I said, you know, I'm not interested in bringing two small kids to D.C. And then it changed to Denver, and I said, I... I would love to be in Denver. He had never been to Denver. Mm. I had been as a kid. We used to come out here skiing some. Oh. And I said, I think you'll really like it. And we immediately fell in love with Colorado. So Now, you, you have traveled a bit with your children, and you enjoy travel. I love travel, yes. Um, we've, we've been fortunate to do some travel. My parents... I actually grew up traveling a lot. I am first-generation American. Both of my parents are from Germany originally. And so all of my mom's family was in Germany. So for us to visit our relatives, we were fortunate enough every other summer we would go over to Germany and spend about four to six weeks with our family over there. How lucky. Oh, it was wonderful. It was a, a, just an amazing experience. And then um, back in 2006, my parents took, our whole family took the kids and uh, and we went over to Germany and we got to see where where they were from the hometowns that they were from so that was a an amazing experience and then they took us on some other trips too which were really really great memories mm -hmm. and I've always felt that travel is the best education indeed indeed do you get back to Chicago? <laughs> we do get back to Chicago. My husband is from Chicago originally, and now our son is living there. So he was really excited that our son was located there because um, he loves to go to Chicago. My husband's a big Cubs fan and a big Bears fan. So we get there fairly often. We actually were there for um, over the new year. Well, tell us where you were last week, or t was it two weeks ago? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we went to Phoenix for spring training, because, again, my husband being a big baseball fan. And incidentally, my son-in-law works for the Rockies. He is in sales for the Rockies, so it was perfect. So we got to go to a Cubs game, and then we went to a Rockies game, and the Rockies were actually playing the Cubs, so it worked out really well. <laughs> and then my ideal. granddaughter got to see Dinger, which she always loves. So, I, yeah, we have a two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter, and that's just wonderful. And so she's like nearby. A weekend. <laughs> oh, it was a great weekend. Yes, yeah, she's nearby in Aurora, so we get to see her often, and I actually help take her to child care, so... What is her name? Her name is Nyla. Oh, so that's pretty. Oh, that's yeah. Beautiful. That's yeah, a real unusual name. Yeah. So. so your life has changed a little bit in the last couple of years. It has. It has. I'm fortunate enough we have Nyla, which has brought a lot of joy. I've also had some, some painful experiences. Unfortunately, the last couple of years, I did lose both of my parents um, within six months of each other. They lived in Tennessee. And, you know... I've been fortunate to be in the communities to develop such wonderful relationships with all of you here and the residents. And that's been 
really special. Well, I'm sorry me. to hear about your parents. That's that is really um, the other end of the life cycle here, and it's not always easy when we hear. Uh, well, not f just family, but the people that we've grown to know here at Holly Creek. Right. But that's handled very beautifully, and I think we had uh, last week we had Nikki talk about the end of life here too, and so. Mm -hmm. The whole gamut is here. Right. Um, Olivia, your presence here has just been a gift to us and to informing us to what his, our resources, where some of this comes from, and we're very thankful for the work that you do. Oh, thank you. I, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for being with us. Oh, you're welcome. I do have to say real quick, okay. this was one of my mom's. This, oh, this is a yeah, oh. wandering is that's a German <laughs> music. So I feel like right so. Oh, well, thank <laughs> you so much, Olivia. And with that, we'll say so long for today. This is wandering for today. So long. <laughs>